passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What up, what up, what up, what up next here? This is the third and final question mark episode of What Up Next, at least for the time being, until um, they decide to take another trip worldwide. But who knows? We might join them the next time they're over there in uh, Europe. But for now, I am John Ceno, Ceno Evil. This is Cool Gang B, Be the True. I was going to say your real name, but I was like, I don't know, how, I don't know if people should know your, your, your shoot name just yet. But what's going on, B? What's going on, Ceno, man? Uh, crazy, crazy world of wrestling that we uh, choose to cover. But you know everything's been good, man. How how's your week been treating you? Um, it's been a little hectic, but like not as like negative, I guess, as the last couple of weeks. Um, it's just more of like a you know my son's back and he's starting school, so literally he started school yesterday. So just trying to get him all situated with that. And today was the second day in school, and I was like, last night I was like, oh this this is perfect. I'll drop him off in the morning and then I'll watch NXT. And I was like, that wasn't the smartest idea because in the morning there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And by the time I actually get home, I'm like, oh, I have like an hour and a half to watch a two hour show. So uh, my good friend two X speed definitely helped me <laughs> through this. Um, but I was able to finish the show like literally right on time. And um, yeah, so it's been a hectic week since we, we last spoke. Uh, there's been a couple pay-per-views with payback as well as uh, all out. Um, there was a firing as well. I'm not sure if you know this, but CM Punk lost his job. Did you hear about this? A, a small firing. No one heard about, but yeah, um, that was kind of crazy though <laughs> like I, I was at my work and i look at my phone and my brother's like you see cm punk got fired I'm like what are, you, what are you talking about what's, what's going on but we were talking about something like this coming um last week before we before the show started because we we usually record on a wednesday morning so we give dynamite a little bit of room to kind of spoil us but um yeah dude that was that was it was shocking but um i can't say i was surprised because um it was kind of the thing to do, you know, um, not saying that this incident in particular was particularly his fault. Um, 
it just seems like that that kind of dark cloud over your locker room, you know, you, you kind of got to figure out what you want to do. You want to keep having that kind of energy around and you want to just you want to you want to get rid of this and like start really um, getting into the wrestling because you got a lot of pay-per-views going on. Um, they just had a wrestle dream announced um, yep. for like a couple weeks from now, right? October 1st. It's the uh, the day after No Mercy. They actually the, the NXT pay-per-view. Yeah, October 1st. Yeah, they never really do this many pay-per-views. So, um, yeah, let's not have the locker room so tense when you're trying to sell these uh, tickets, man. Let's let's kind of hurt it out. But, yeah, man, it's crazy CM Punk is gone. Um, Roman Reigns' um, title run is longer than CM Punk's run in AEW, which I seen was a crazy fact. So It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think about that. <laughs> That's yeah, a crazy I can't, fact. Like you said, I can't say I'm surprised. I was more surprised at, like, the timing of it, the fact that it happened, like, right before Collision on Saturday. So it's like we had to go through this show as well as um, the pay-per-view all out, knowing this fact. But it, to be honest with you, it, it didn't go as negative as I thought. The crowd didn't turn on them. The crowd was – I feel if, if your own city is – sick of you and doesn't really want to support you you know that you're in the wrong honestly um but I'm, i give it up to tony khan i mean we, we've been saying this since day one of, N- of uh, nxt of aw that he needs to like kind of step up and put his foot down and guess what he put his foot down in the hardest way you can take a step right so he definitely did what was the right thing to do i know people are going to complain and like take sides or whatever but we don't know what's going on with jack perry last i heard he's still under suspension so maybe they're still you know investigating that but yeah for him to take this big risk and and fire the the face of collision like is is a big step but if he's the main issue in the locker room and everybody's like you know this is the main issue and they look at the footage and they say hey how could you do this in front of like your boss in front of all your co-workers when tony khan like yeah the promo was a little weird that he cut in front of the um the live audience it was kind of brutal but when he was bringing up the fact that like you know production staff is like getting hurt and could potentially get hurt i'm like damn that's this guy shouldn't keep his job i'm sorry i don't care how much money he makes you how many fans he has if he starts putting like innocent people in danger like just for his behavior just being upset because you know jack perry told him to cry him a river like then maybe he doesn't deserve his job so i'll give it up to tony khan for that um the the speech was a little brutal to see in the front like just the fact that we could hear like the fans kind of like you know hackling him and whatever was i think like the one he did like to open the show was all that we should have gotten. Um, but I understand him trying to, you know, be pre- presented in front of the live crowd. So I'll give it up to him that he, that he had the guts to do that. Cause it was tough to, to, to go out in the Chicago crowd and not knowing what kind of reaction they're going to give you. But yeah, it was brutal at the time. But like, after thinking about it for about a week, it was probably the right call to make. And um, I'll give it up to Tony Khan for doing this. And hopefully if there's any other issues happening, he, this is a big step in the right direction. If he can get rid of CM Punk, he can get rid of anybody else that's causing any issues. Um, but Sonny Kiss, he, he got rid of Sonny Kiss, which upset me because I've, I've been a fan of Sonny Kiss since day one. I've been saying, like, put Sonny Kiss on TV, put him on, 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 put her on Dynamite. And, like, you know, now Sonny Kiss is gone. So, I don't know. My dreams of uh, making the Meta 4 into Meta 5 might happen one day. I, I feel like Sonny Kiss would be a perfect fit in the Meta 5 and NXT in general. I, I love Sonny Kiss, and I, I think uh, they deserve, like, the best. But, um, yeah, let's get into actual shows themselves with um payback and all out. There's a lot of shows, but what were you able to catch from that? And I know you weren't able to catch raw, but anything that stood out this weekend before NXT. Yeah. Um, payback was decent. You know, it was a serviceable show. Um, nothing really stood out as like, you know, the match you have to go see. Um, it was just a payback up and to think, you know, how many paybacks are really memorable anyway? You know what I mean? It's just, I can't think of payback. any paybacks. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you know, it's many kinda, paybacks that stood out. Payback is in like the uh, roadblock uh, realm of pay per views for me. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, um, but 
Yeah, not not a bad show, not a good show either. Same thing. Yeah, um, I think I could... the uh, the cage match stood out with Becky and Trish. I, I love that. Some of the spots they were crazy yeah. to see, like um, to see Trish like hanging upside down by her legs. I'm like, what if something goes wrong and she falls? Like that was just ridiculous. And just seeing like the injuries that that Trish got out of that. I love the street fight with um Judgment Day and uh, Owens and Sami Zayn. That was pretty crazy. Okay, yeah. Some of the that... spots that you had there. But other than that, every other match this could have been like a you know a match on Raw. Honestly, nothing really that yep. stood out to me. Yeah, um, um, KO taking that dive from the balcony was crazy. Um, yeah. His legs hit the ground really, really hard. And every time KO does crazy things, I just sit there like, oh, God, oh, oh no. It's 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 very, very scary to see that man do stuff like that. Yeah, but we, we got blood in that match. We got, like, wardrobe changes. Like, they went from, like, Terry Funk to, to Pittsburgh uh, Penguins and, like, this and that. That was crazy. Um, but then we go into know. All Is Out. That against, and- like, some religion? Um, two Canadians thrown on Pittsburgh Penguins? I mean- I think it's okay if you're in the city, you're wrestling in the city, and the and the match is called like after the city. I think it's acceptable. But, I don't um, know, dude. If I was, I'm I'm a Michigander at heart. If I was to go to Ohio and throw in a any kind of Ohio jersey, I don't think I'll be let back in the city. Mm-hmm. Right? You weren't wearing a, a Toronto <laughs> Raptors jersey when you went to. Absolutely not. I wouldn't be let back in the city. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then we had all out the following day, and I'll be honest with you, going to this, and as a lot of people felt like. The buildup was obviously cold. You only had a weak buildup to it. Um, as I started the show, the first half of the show was okay. Like some of the matches I didn't really like too much. But once they got into the strap match with Danielson and Ricky Starks, every match after that hit for me. You had the, yeah. the tag match with Kingston, Shibata against Blackpool Combat Club. Takeshita and Omega was amazing. You had the yeah, eight-man tag, absolutely. which really impressed me. The main event was fantastic. It really surprised me to see Moxley go over, especially after this week. You thought we were going to have like, this heartfelt moment of Orange Cassidy. Um you know, being raised as champion, but it made perfect sense. This guy's been through like what 32 matches and he finally like just couldn't take enough. But yeah, I was really impressed with all out. I thought it was better than all in, honestly. Like obviously all in, we're gonna remember more of the spectacle and just a view of it. But from a match standpoint, I feel like all out like kind of blew all in out of the water. Absolutely. Takesha versus Omega lets you know that off rip. But um yeah, like you said, after the strap match, I think it kind of picked up. Everything else oh, before yeah. was kind of like luster. But um, I was surprised that Daniel Bryan, um, I mean, Bryan Danielson actually going that hard in the strap match. Um, oh, I yeah. didn't think he was, you know, just, I didn't think he was cleared to compete, but he went hard, man. He gave us some color early off. Um, he gave Ricky Starks a lot. Um, Ricky Starks always looked great, man. I, I fucking love Ricky Starks. He's, he's one of the best in AW. Oh, yeah. um, and I wanted Orange Cassidy to go over. Yeah, for so, I don't know why, but I wanted him to go over. But losing to Moxley is good enough. I mean, when you lose to a guy like Mox, um, and then I promo Mox cut before the pay per view, Chef's Kiss. I mean, that whole that story amazing. just it just oh, made yeah. this it made that story seem that much more important within like a week. Um, nothing really seemed important going into this pay per view, but like we all know, AEW puts on the matches, baby. So just give me the wrestling like always, and then you have this pay per view better than All In. So that. Yeah, happened to me too. I know, like the entire roster after was like, "Oh, everybody was criticizing us." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I mean, the build was terrible. Like, we're not going to deny that. Like, the matches, build. nobody, <laughs> nobody was ever going to doubt the matches being good. Like, that was never like in question. It was more about the build. So for them to be like, haha, take that.' It's like, no, like the build was terrible. I'm sorry to say, like, there's no excuse to that. Um, but like with a weak build, like it was a great, it was a great show. Honestly, I loved it. I even like. I didn't hate the um the the Miro Hobbs match. I just didn't expect Lana to come out. Like I, I was spoiled by All Out what twenty twenty one when we had Danielson and uh and um 
Adam Cole come out. So I'm like, okay, there's gonna be some big surprise, probably Mercedes, maybe Adam Copeland somehow found his way over there. Just something to kind of get people to stop talking about CM Punk. But no, the only surprise we got was um they couldn't call her Lana, and I guess they didn't want to call her CJ Perry. So they're like, oh, it's Miro's wife. And then Miro acted like he hasn't seen her since WWE, and he just like walked out on her. It's he like just walks out. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Oh, uh, we'll probably man. find out tonight on uh, on Dynamite. But yeah, that was the only real like surprise, I guess you can say, going into it. And uh, yeah, they got this pay-per-view on October 1st. So they got about like three or four weeks before that. But I'm expecting that to be a really good card. We had the um, the tease with Samoa Joe and MJF, which was great. It's like a callback to the um, MJF working security for NXT and Joe right. kind of shoulder tackling him. So we kind of got yeah. that same visual here. So I'm guessing that's going to be one of the top matches for Wrestle Dream, you would think? Joe I, and I would, MJF? I would love that. Yeah, why not? I know the whole thing is like an Antonio Inoki tribute, so I'm expecting like they said they want New Japan talent, but I, I last I heard like they're all booked to that day, so I'm not sure who they're gonna have. They're probably gonna have like you know Shibata, obviously. You're probably gonna have like Kushida, guys that aren't like NX, um, New Japan regulars be on the show. But um, I'm expecting that to be a really good card, and hopefully we get um, maybe um. I was surprised that Takeshita went over as well. So maybe we get a rematch with that. Um, we might get some sort of tag team match coming out of that. Um. But yeah, I, I I enjoyed that show a lot. I, Payback was not a bad show at all. Like yeah, all no. the PLEs have been hitting, but um, All Out definitely is a show of the the weekend. And even Monday Night Raw um had like that Chad Gable, uh, Gunther match, which amazing. I know you said you haven't had, watched it yet, but definitely yeah. definitely watch it. Um, just the visuals of um of the kid. I won't say it. I'll, I'll say that for Brady Harrington when he returns about how he feels about kids. But um, <laughs> me 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 as a father, I was a little heartbroken, man. I'm like, if my kid doesn't know that this is like pre-scripted and things like the dad's going to win and you fly in the whole family there, then you lose in the main event. <sighs> I knew it was going to happen because Gunther is like two days away from breaking the record. So if like, if he didn't break the record, I think more people would have been upset about that. So fine, let him break the record. And the next pay-per-view, what is it? Fast lane? Yeah. Give it to Gable. Give it to Gable. Send the whole family over again. Have the presentation in the ring, all the kids and all that. And Gable has to be the one because he's been killing it lately, honestly. Like even on the, the promos, he's been like more serious as well. Um, Cody Rhodes put him over after the show. So I give the title to Gable, honestly. And to find out that Jason Jordan was the man producing it was great. That's yeah, amazing. That's so cool. And yeah, like yeah. A, they showed a moment backstage of a uh, Gable and Jordan kind of like embracing and all that. So to kind of say like, um, to kind of say like, you know, that he was still there. A part of Gable's life is good. And we have a Braden Harrington in the chat room here that says, Chad Gable's kids look like they cry on planes. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Uh, Braden Harrington. Please send a super chat, Braden, next time you want to say something. Oh, my and, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, anything else stood out for you this week? Um, no, um, actually, I want to go back to All Out. Um, yeah. I like the Kenny's on the losing streak. I can dig it. Like, I can dig losing Kenny and he's just going to keep fighting. It just promised me more Kenny Omega singles matches. And that's, that's how this company should be ran post CM Punk. Put on these good matches that we know you can have. Um, hopefully we get like a um, Kenny Ibushi match. Who knows? You know, something like that of that caliber um, yeah, coming out of Kenny what, losing so much. That's what I'm thinking. Like Ibushi has to be involved somehow at a, at Wrestle Dream, right? So I'm thinking either like, I would like to see Bushi Takeshita one-on-one. That would be a great match. Um, Absolutely. A tag match, I would like to see maybe, like, Golden Lovers against Takeshita. And who would Takeshita team up with, honestly? I don't, I don't even know. Like, I know he's, like, with Don Callis, but I don't know who, if anybody in the chat has any ideas of who Takeshita could team up with. They're not cool with uh, the BCC, right? I don't know what's going on. Did they like kind of like broke off at the last? Yeah, like, was like and then like Danielson, I thought was like alone, and then he kind of showed up back with them at the end. So I'm not sure what the BCC is going. They're kind of like semi heels, semi faces with with Danielson. Claudio Cashier versus Golden Lovers would be awesome. 
yeah, I think Claudio and Eddie Kingston, they're going to probably have their singles match at Wrestle Dream. I can see that happening. Oh, and okay. then, uh, yeah, if they, I know Jericho was like still kind of involved with the Callus, and then that kind of like stopped. And now he's feuding with Aussie Open. So Will Ospreay's in the mix. Maybe he, I'm not sure if he's booked for that New Japan show, but if he's available, I'm sure they can maybe bring him into this. But yeah, I'm expecting this Wrestle Dream card to be really good. I hope it's like a lot of singles matches, a lot of just like straight wrestling um you don't i mean obviously you want the build but i think like wrestle dream is going to be more on the card itself just having like some killer matches um something i want to talk about there's been like a lot of rumors lately about like wwe like signing people and just not using them i know the merger is supposed to be happening soon with the ufc so i feel like they've been signing a lot of people and like not using them just yet i like hmm. there was like carlito there was rumors of him signing back in the summer and debuting like at msg and that ever happened but supposedly he's under contract um now i'm hearing that the author is a pain and Paul Ellering are coming back. Uh, they've been on the contract for like six months, I heard. And yeah. there was rumors of them being there last night at NXT. And with the whole like tag team uh, dojo, the Diamond Dojo segment, I expect them to kind of show their faces. I'm surprised that they did it. But I think that's going to be like the uh, the end game with this whole like tag team dominance happening with the dojo. I feel like Alters of Pain, I was a fan of the Alters of Pain, honestly. I think they had killer matches. And seeing the tag teams they have now, I wouldn't be surprised if they do like just start at NXT instead of being on the main roster, just to have those matches with like the creeds, um, Gallus right. even. And then when they do go to the main roster, you have the Viking Raiders, you have a, uh, uh, American alpha or alpha Academy. Um, you have, um, all these tag teams are DIYs is probably reuniting soon. I know to keep teasing it, but I would, right. I wouldn't be surprised if, if AOP starts at NXT and moves up to the main roster. And yeah, I was a fan of them, honestly, and putting Paul Ellering back with them, I think is great. Cause once they brought him to the main roster, and they took away Paul Ellering. They definitely lost something, and they kind of like just kind of lo- got lost in everything. And then they obviously got released and tried to start a wrestling federation that went nowhere. <laughs> right. I think AOP um, will fit for like a pay per view cycle in NXT, and then yeah. they need to go straight to the. I think that main roster needs tag teams very very badly, and that's probably uh, one of the reasons they signed them back. Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't think they'll they'll sit well in NXT with like Bronco Lima and um. I can't remember the guy's name. Lucian Price. And Lucian Price, like, they're the same style of tag team. So I think and the main roster needs them really, really bad. Um, not on Smack, I think, like, Raw needs them because I think the Viking Raiders has that kind of, like, nailed down on SmackDown. Yeah. But, yeah, LP, I'm with it, man, especially with Paul Ellering back. That would be great. And obviously we have Brian Pillman Jr. that's kind of been hanging around as well. I know he just signed. But, yeah, they've been signing a lot of people. So I'm wondering if there's, like, was there anybody else that you would like to see brought back to to NXT? I have one person in mind, and I know he's already in Florida uh, working for Disney, but a uh, 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 Mr. Kona Reeves. Like, come on, bring him back. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Why, why, if he's working for Disney, why is he working for NXT? Um, I didn't I didn't know Louise Cannon was going to still sidelines for a yeah. couple weeks, but I'm, yeah, I'm Louise, just waiting to Louise hear Cannon, what they I, I, I've been watching videos of too. Yeah, I've been watching videos of him like moving down to Florida and everything. So yeah, I'm I'm really curious um what they're gonna be doing with him. Hopefully it's not just like a throwaway debut, it's him actually like getting like uh segments like coming soon and this and that and kind of teasing like elements of his dad and whatnot, maybe showing footage of him as a kid with his dad, whatever they can to to kind of like hype him up to be like a big deal. Cause I feel like Pillman and NXT um can really be a, a big deal if they showcase him just right. And I think um, it's time for like WWE to finally like tap into their second generation, third generation stars anyway, because like with the passing of Bray Wyatt just recently, it's a lot of people I know that I've talked to who had no idea that was Michael Tunter's son. Yeah. And it's true. like, um, maybe we should give that a little bit more credence now. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that this should be the turning point, but like, yeah, it's a lot of people who just have no connection between the two. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if bringing in Brian Pillman Jr., 
he should stay Brian Pillman Jr. It's no yeah. reason to change it up. I mean, on the flip side, though, Bray Wyatt made his own identity without piggybacking Absolutely. off his, his family. Absolutely. So you got to give it up to him. And even his dad, IRS, like when he was in WWE, he wasn't Mike Rotunda. That was a WCW thing. So they didn't really say like, you know, his family heritage or whatever the case is. True. Um, so, I'm yeah, either way, like, I, I yeah, Brian Pillman, though, is, is he looks just like his dad, right? You can't he like, looks change identical his name. to the man. Yes. <laughs> So you kind of have to like give him that name. And the fact that he's starting NXT is giving me kind of hope that they might just run with the Brian Pillman name for a little bit. And if they do change it down the road, who knows? Knowing them, they don't like the juniors. That's like always been like a Vince McMahon thing. They took off the junior off of Ray. They took off the junior off of Chavo. So maybe they just at least take off the junior and he's just Brian Pillman. That's like the the, the worst I can see that comes out of it. Um, besides Lewis Cannon, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is, is there anybody else that like stands out that you would like to see come back to NXT? Kyrie Sane's another one that obviously signed back and we, she should be coming back. But yeah, anybody else that in the last like three, four years that might've gotten cut during the, the pandemic that you'd like to see come back? Hmm. Um, it, I'm going I'm to I'm stay reserved on that one because we brought back Hit Row and I wasn't that ready for that one. But yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna just stay reserved. I'm, I want to. I want to see Kyrie, and um, see how she gets in, put into this damage control story, and that that's really intriguing to me because I want to see the Kyrie EO match on a major scale, which mm-hmm. would be great. So yeah, I think I think they nailed it on uh hit the nail on the head right now with the people that bring it back. Like looking at all the releases that they cut like during COVID, like most of them obviously went to AW, but you still have like a Matt Cardona's out there kind of doing his thing. I can see him eventually coming back and um Eric Indy Rowan, Taker? you know. No, Indy Taker will never that's, that's the thing with him. Like <laughs> like you, you can give him the Zack Ryder name and but like let him keep like the character he's doing now. I think it's been great, honestly. Um, but he's probably like the biggest person that like isn't signed elsewhere right now. Um, but who knows? Maybe he doesn't want to come back. He's kind of killing in the indies right now. But with his wife yeah. there, I can see that down the line. You know, he's a no matter what he says, he's a NW, uh, a WWE fan, like from day one, obviously, like raising, being raised that way. So I, I feel like in his heart, he definitely wants to come back um, to WWE one way. But um, yeah, let's get into last night's NXT from September fifth, twenty twenty three. And I will try to be slower here because I've been I've been told that uh, I, I could go a little <laughs> too fast here. But, but my thing is like, if I talk too fast, and wh- why are you playing me on two X speed or even one point five speed? Like you know displaying on regular speed and if i'm fast then that sounds like 2x speed already right but you know what i'll be a little bit more chill and lax today and uh try to slow it down um but not too long because i do have to pick up my i like your pace man i I, I can dig it man i'm used to fast we're gonna do this guys you know we're we're gonna do this 15 hours or less instead of 15 minutes or less like my other show (laughs) 15 hours jesus we start with nxt and we go right into the nxt women's championship match which has tiffany stratton defendant against kiana james this is a very interesting match here because you have two um heels here and you will definitely that comes into play into the match itself and tiffany starts the match by overpowering and dodging kiana but kiana is able to flip her out of the way and dodge tiffany they both try to go for pin attempts and this is the part where tiffany puts her feet on the ropes and uh kiana tries to get the pin by holding the tights and the referee catches both of them so obviously they're both trying to do their heel tactics here they start attacking each other in the corner and kiana backflips her way out and hits a spear in the corner they keep going at it as tiffany takes advantage of kiana being held back by the referee and knocks her out with a cheap shot and then she flips her way into Kiana. So not only are they both showing their heel tendencies, but they're both showing like their athletic abilities by flipping around in this ring. So these two have very similar styles. I didn't even like think about it. So I saw them like go against each other. The fact that they, you know, can actually like, they both have very similar styles. They're both heels and they both are very athletic. So I definitely like that, that aspect of this match. Yeah. They, um, the crowd gets really into this. They're, I guess a little bit more behind Tiffany here and Tiffany goes and grabs Kiana's bag that she always uses, but Kiana ducks it. And hits the 401k, but Tiffany is able to kick out 
As the referee is getting rid of the bag, Tiffany rakes Kiana in the eyes, knocks her down, and hits the prettiest moonsault ever for the pin at 5 minutes and 13 seconds. I really like this match. I like the fact that they were both like heels, but they're still able to work against each other. And I think that the time was enough, like I go into five minutes, because anything longer than this, I think it would have like gotten a little stale with them doing like their heel tactics back and forth. It would have dragged on a little bit too much. Yeah. But I think the five minutes was perfect for them and uh definitely got to show like their their abilities against each other. Yeah, anything longer than five minutes, we get two uh headlock rest spots. Um <laughs> like you said, these these girls are like the exact same person almost. It's scary, but Tiffany's yeah. acrobatics is a little bit more crispy because yeah. Tiffany is it, man. I, I I'm sorry, I don't give her her, her whole like do, but she she got it, brother. I'm talking about yep. got it. I sound like Booker T right now. <laughs> 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 Tiffany is, she, is it, man. Is she a hottie biscotti for yeah, you as well? Biscotti, baby. <laughs> he, he definitely threw in a couple of those during this match. Um, <laughs> right. but yeah, you said Tiffany is it, and this this might be it for her in NXT because after this match, we as Tiffany is celebrating, we see Becky Lynch on the Tron, and she has been asked what's next for her. Becky says that she's won pretty much everything except the NXT Women's Championship. And since Tiffany has been visiting her on Raw as well as on Payback, it's about time she visits NXT. So next Tuesday, it'll be Becky Lynch on NXT challenging Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship in the main event. And it's actually Becky's first time at NXT since November 2019 when she fought Rhea Ripley. So yeah, I expected this to be on uh, the No Mercy card, but they're going right to it. So I'm thinking maybe with Tiffany showing up so many times on Raw, they might want to just take her and 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 put her right in the main roster. But it's weird because why would you drop the title to Becky Lynch? So it's yeah. like uh, unless the only way I can see is like Becky taking the title from her, you know, showing it off on on Raw for a couple of weeks, and then Tiffany shows up to Raw, you know, to fight her, and that's how they kind of like start her main roster uh, debut there. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like Becky can't lose this match. Like she's unless they really want to put Tiffany over here. But um, I kind of want to see Becky win the title here and uh, get that title that she never held. Or um, through heavy, heavy shenanigans, Tiffany wins this match. But I don't think so much because, I mean, she's a heel character, but she's not like the dastardly heel character who has like a an uh, entourage who's going to help her or anything. She just has this bag with stuff in it. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't think. I don't think Beck should take the belt off of Tiffany. I think if anything, like I said, Tiffany should just distraction win or like, um, you know, some kind of DQ to keep this belt on her, keep the story going with her and Becky. Now, like the ending to the cage match with Becky and Trish was kind of definitive, like ending to them. But with Zoe Starks turning on Trish, could you possibly see Trish make an appearance on NXT and causing Becky the match? And that way to continue that. And then they could, like our idea last week of, of putting Tiffany with Trish, you could do that now with having Trish help Tiffany. And then Tiffany makes her way to the main roster with Trish. But it's, I feel like it's a redo of the Zoe Stark yeah. thing. It might be a little yeah. too similar. <laughs> um, but I can definitely see, like like you said, some sort of interference to to have uh, Becky lose the title. But like I wouldn't be against Becky winning the title, even for a couple of weeks no, just no, to no. have it. And then Tiffany can maybe win it back or have somebody else win it back and it makes its way back to uh, to NXT. But I think Tiffany's ready to be on, on Raw, honestly. Yeah. She's literally been on Raw like every week like either in a backstage segment or in the crowd so i feel like they definitely want her there so i think that is probably what's gonna happen but yeah the match is uh, next week and they already said that uh, it's gonna be the main event for next week so i'm definitely looking forward to that as uh the bde should be back by then um to review it i know uh baby i don't think is on is back yet but he should be pretty soon okay we see Carmelo Hayes and Wesley both entering the building at the same time. It's like one of those like uh, awkward encounters where it's like, oh, we both got here at the same time. Uh, uh, you you, you know. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who opens the door for who here? You know, it's one of those things. And Wes we see... definitely cucks out and opens the door for, um, for Melo, but it's okay. Think so? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a, a Wesley thing to do. Yeah. 
we see the Diamond Mine. They are back at NXT here, so they have to start decorating their dojo again. So you see Julius on the, uh, the ladder putting up the banner and everything, and it says, it's good to be back here. Julius Kree says there's no more drama, there's no more goofing off, and it's time to climb the top of the mountain of the tag team division. And they say that they invited the entire tag team division to their dojo tonight. And the first ones there are Tony D'Angelo and Lorenzo Stacks here. They walk in, and uh, it's funny here because this is like the PG version of this, this saying that I've always heard where Stacks <laughs> says to them, hey, take us out to dinner before coming at us like that. That's not how it usually goes, but... Yeah, no. <laughs> That's something like a, close to that yeah close, yeah it's a pg version like you know when you watch like goodfellas on tv and they have to like censor certain things like uh tony montana the scarface one where he talks about the scar and he got the scar by eating pineapple yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. pineapple in the uh, r-rated version yeah no, i'll just say no, that no. much so that's pretty much what it, <laughs> what it brought me down to this uh brutus then makes a spicy meet the ball joke which i took high offense to please Oof. stop with the italian stereotypical jokes but it doesn't Oof. stop there because julius then calls them mario and luigi Oof. but it's okay, because they're just joking around, and they actually thanked them for looking out for Ivy Nile the past couple weeks here while they were gone. Idris Enofe and Malik Blade walk in here, and said they've been putting in work while the Creeds were gone, pretending to be in Hawaii or Mount Fiji, wherever they were, and the Creeds don't deserve a title shot. They do. Then Stack says, hey, they invited the whole tag team division here, and while they're doing this, Tony is like doing curls with the smallest like <laughs> thing ever, <laughs> and, and Stax looks at him, he's like, man, prison changed you, man. You're doing curls right now? Like I thought that was hilarious. It's like it's like you see like Tony just like doing his little curls with the smallest really little. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. And Stax is like, ah, prison changed you. They're um, great, they... man. They're great. Um, this going <laughs> like Brady says, what about Brutus' gorilla t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, going to know that it was sticking out to me the entire promo. I was like, what? You wouldn't wear is he wearing? <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't wear one of those? Absolutely not. Would not would not wear a gorilla t-shirt. No, no. But he had it on over his hoodie, so it made it look even more weird. I don't know what he was going for at that time. What'd you rather wear? That one or the new Mogul Embassy t-shirt? All right, look. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I, I can cut the Mogul Embassy shirt up a little bit, make it look a little stylish. But yeah, that Gorilla t-shirt was rough. That was hot topic at its finest right there. What do you What do you think of uh, the AW t-shirts? I know we, we, in private, you know, in confidence, we always talk about these shirts. Dude... I'm, I want to know how much of a say that the performers have into these shirts, because I'm sure Swerve just would not settle for this black T-shirt that says Mo Wimsey on it. Um, all of their shirts, I'm I'm sorry, dude. It's a lot of amateur cut and paste shit going on with AW shirts. Um, the company that was coined as a T-shirt company cannot make good T-shirts there about now. I, I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't want to own any AW shirts right now. Not one. The last one I bought was the CM Punk Ringer shirt when it first came out. Other than that, you can't. No, you can't give me an AEW shirt. I won't take one. The, I don't want it. The new, the new meat shirt. You don't want the shirt that says meat on it. Is this shirt that says meat on it? Who, yeah, they, it? They, they just announced it for in Hobbs and Miro the the, the meat shirt. Yeah. I hope they give him big, uh, big E some royalties because he started the whole meat revolution with the big meaty men slapping meat. Ever since then, everything's a bit off. Meat, meat, meat. Um, I was listening to, I forgot what show it was. There's like, like, I forget, maybe it was John and Way talking about like, can they say that in a women's match? Is it still like late ladies' meat? Like, how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't so know. Is Rhea and Raquel a big meaty woman slapping meat? I don't know. That, that's that's not for us to decide, I guess. Not for us. I, another, uh, another host. Your other, uh, ex, uh, Kate, on uh, 
collision course. I'll make sure to I'll make sure to ask that. We uh, go to the next match here. We have Ia Dragonov versus Oral Mensa. The match starts with Dragonov taking Mensa down right in in the corner before hitting a headlock takeover and holds Mensa down. Dragonov takes Mensa down and hits a flying knee drop from the ropes and a jumping kick right to Mensa's face. Mensa comes back with a beautiful springboard moonsault for a two count. And at this point, Vic and Booker start quoting Lose Yourself because I think Booker said, like, palms are sweaty. And then Vic just goes into it. He's like, knees might be weak. His arms are heavy. Palms are sweaty. And it's just funny to hear, like, Vic saying it in the, the Vic yeah, voice. Vic tapping into his uh, Moro Winalo type side right there. <laughs> I miss Moro, man. I miss Moro on his, uh, his so hip-hop much. references. But I guess Vic is uh, what we have to have for now. Uh, they start kicking and punching each other until Mensa kicks Dragonov right when he was trying to hit the Constantine special and starts taking control over Dragonov as they go to picture-in-picture. When we come back, Dragonov knocks Mensa down with a hard shot and finally hits the Constantine special. Dragonov follows this with a bunch of suplexes and gets a two count. Mensa comes back with a spinning heel kick for a two, but then Mensa goes and starts mocking like Dragonov's torpedo Moscow thing that he does before hitting it, but Dragonov stops him with a kick to the head and a powerbomb and hits the torpedo Moscow himself to get the pin at nine minutes and 51 seconds. I really like this match. I mean, I said this before, but Dragonov is one of my favorite wrestlers to watch right now, but Mensa has really impressed, man. He keeps getting better and better. I watched him at NXT UK, but he was like in a tag team, so he didn't really have a chance to stand out for me, but now fighting guys like Dragonov and Nathan Frazier, he's really starting to show off a lot more, and I'm really impressed with, with Mensa here. I kind of want to see him break out, not break out for the metaphor, but like kind of go on his own like singles run, like kind of yeah. like Trick's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mensa is really good. I didn't think. I, I, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Oral because I didn't watch NXT UK. Um, he is crispy though, man. Um, he his psychology is great. Uh, he knows how to be a heel and how to, like throw his flashy moves into his heel combination. Um, I want to see him in more matches. Why not have Noam and uh, Oral like go after the tag match, the tag belts at one point in time? Why not? Yeah, I feel like they should have put... I understand why they didn't do it, because Noam Dar is obviously going to fight the winner, but I would love to see Mensa in the Heritage Cup and kind of tease... Not the Heritage Cup, but the Invitational, and kind of mm. tease the possibility of him maybe fighting Noam Dar, but then he kind of comes up short just to have him fight all these guys and have a bit of different matchups. matchups. But um, yeah, I'm really impressed with, with Mensa, and I wouldn't be surprised if down the line to see Noam and, and Mensa have a tag team title run. Um, I can definitely see the titles on them. Yeah, and um. The NXT women's titles, they're gone, but like you could have put you could have put those on Jakara and, and Legend and have all four of them hold titles just like the Judgment Day. Then you know, like why not? I feel yeah, like but those NXT um women's tag titles were will just literally just be like purses for those ladies because nobody they'll have nobody to defend them against. So the NXT women's title the, the WWE women's titles are cursed in general. Everybody's getting hurt. And then like Chelsea Green just got Piper Niven to replace her, and she's like sick or something right now so she wasn't even on raw and i'm just like they can never have like healthy tag team champions in the women's divisions in any brand um so it's kind of it's kind of tough sad. In that division. sad tag belts sad as dragonov is celebrating wesley comes out and says that dragonov's match with carmelo is gonna have to be put on hold because he wants the next crack dragonov says wesley actually has to wait as carmelo is his and he will go through anyone who stands in his way as wes asks him if he wants to try Carmelo comes out here and everybody starts chanting for triple threat. Carmelo says that these two dudes, these are the, the same two dudes that he had their jerseys hung in the rafters. And he hopes they're on talking about him because that's crazy. Last week, he had a very important conversation with Shawn Michaels and he gave him all the advice that he needed to hear. Melo says there's no more asterisk next to his matches with Dragonov and Melo as they both took risks and Melo took advantage. Melo says Shawn Michaels decided that next week it will be Wesley versus Ia Dragonov and the winner will face him at no mercy. The crowd, yeah, seemed to have a, to want a triple threat here, but I feel like, who knows, it might eventually even end up happening that way. You could do like a, you know, double 
pin or something along those lines or a draw even and and do the triple threat because i feel like we've seen these singles matches enough but we haven't seen a triple threat between these three and uh if the north american one which i thought originally was going to be a triple threat looks like that might not be one so why not do the main event um with hayes uh wes and dragon off in a triple threat for no mercy so i feel like that might be the direction they might be going to yeah um by the way, I was distracted. Carmelo came out to the ring. Um, very, very fresh, fly individual. He had on a black pair of Cartier glasses and a crispy, crispy pair of uh, Cardinal Jordan 7s. Mm. Classic, classic. He's a, he's a champion, man. You, you, can't, classic, you can't, you know, man. he was, can't look black. He was dripping all over the goddamn ring. Um, I'm still confused at how Wes just claims he's, he's next in line still. Like, dude, you just lost like two weeks ago. He's delusional. Yeah, you lost clean. No, no trick interference nothing and he's just coming out getting Ilya face like hey yeah i'm next like no you're not dude you're, <laughs> you're not even close to next um and i'm surprised nobody else is claiming the number one contendership like nobody else is well braun is he's busy yeah. but it's nobody else you know am i am i am i blanking right now with the roster or is there nobody else there's other people they just haven't really like put them in that main event picture honestly like you said braun and bond could easily be put in that but they're kind of doing their own thing yeah. um you have other people that could easily be put in there but they're all kind of tied up in this this heritage invitational as well um you got dragon lee that's out there but he's kind of stuck in the north american picture so you definitely have people that they can use but they're just kind of using them for other things right now right. and i agree with wesley like i like him but this dude always like he reminds me of like i don't know like a like a teenager in a way he's always like complaining about something whether it be like i can be anybody give me challengers and then like when he doesn't have the title he's like i want the title like no matter what like he's just always like making some excuse to put himself in a title match like dude just 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 relax like yeah how did you ever, how do you feel like you you're next in line you just ever lost since, ever since he lost his tag team partner he thinks he's like entitled to everything he's like yeah i need to be in the main event i need to have the title i need to have a title match i need like dude just relax like you know, like imagine him in the main roster, like trying to pull this act. It's <laughs> like, yo, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, what, what are you, what are you, <laughs> you doing? Know, locker room kid. <laughs> but yeah, he just, I, I would like Wes to just more so show instead of just ask for everything. Like, yeah, he just lost the mellow. He should have just been out here slapping heads for like another three weeks and then be like, all right, now I'll work myself up to this spot now. Like, cause Dragon, he should just be the next contender because Dragon has been putting on matches leading up to this anyway he's just be number one contender as it is why does Wes has a claim i have no idea then does he turn heel after he ultimately loses like what happens he's been teasing that whenever he like loses he always kind of has like a little fit or whatever but he doesn't you know never like turn fully heel um but whatever coming out of this i feel like you gotta put the title on dragon off i feel like he needs to be champion honestly and then move carmelo up move him up to whatever the street profits are doing like that needs to be a thing now like i love carmelo but i feel like he's already like spent too much time in nxt and he doesn't need to be here anymore he, he's already ready for the main event oh, and yeah. i feel like dragon off can definitely like use that title to kind of put him a little bit more on, a, on a, in the spotlight Speaking of spotlight, we have Dominic Mysterio in the back of going through the 2023 WWE rulebook. Did you get your issue, your copy this year of the rulebook? No, I, I didn't get no? the rulebook. Any rule changes? Anything I need to know of? I don't know. I have to check it out. I know Frank, Fire Frank works at the library. I'm pretty sure he gets like he makes sure he gets the the new the new rulebook every year. So I need to go okay. there and get myself a copy. But Dominic was not impressed with this because he starts ripping out pages. He's like, none of this makes sense. As we up to his uh his his referee his custom made referee shirt it's mm. instead of white and black it is purple and black and he says thank you mommy so i guess this is a real ripley's gift to him this uh this custom purple and black uh referee shirt um would you wear this shirt just as, as like a regular you know without the nxt i would not wear it. this purple no, you and wear black, black absolutely 
<laughs> I wouldn't wear it tucked in like Dom either, but that's yeah. I noticed that too. Like, why do you tuck it in like that? Like is that a referee <laughs> thing to do? Like yeah, special referee Dominic Mysterio <laughs> tucks your shirt in. We'll, we'll we'll get into the special referee later on. Right. Uh, before that, Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage with Nathan Frazier and asks if he needs to make any adjustments after losing his first match in the Global Heritage Invitational. Frazier says that apparently he went viral by almost taking his hat off last week, and people told him to slow down. Hey, guess what? People told me to slow down too, Frazier. So uh, I, I I know how you feel, brother. Uh, but he <laughs> says that he'll never do that, and all he thinks about is this tournament as he heads to the ring. We see JC Jane and Thea Hale backstage as Thea, guess what? She is wearing that dark lipstick. So everybody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad but, uh, girl season. <laughs> Thea starts talking about being excited for Becky Lynch next week. And JC's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But look at yourself in the mirror right now. And she looks at herself and she's like, wow, this looks amazing. Uh, me and my dark lipstick. You know, I'm turning evil now. Oh, um, JG Dolan walks in and says, <laughs> classic JC, always taking advantage of someone. And then JC says, classic Gigi, always getting jealous of her making new friends blair davenport walks in and says that Gigi is right as this is a grown woman's division and thea is a child struggling to swim in shark infested waters Gigi and blair get into each other's faces and thea tells Gigi that she's a grown woman and doesn't need her to stand up for her and she doesn't even know her Gigi says she's right but she doesn't know jc and thea says that she'll prove to Gigi tonight that she's not a kid so yeah it looks like um thea is um slowly getting out of the chase you so i ask you who needs to replace her in Chase U? Because I know Bailey girl, Izzy, just started wrestling. She's only 16 years old. She's got to start looking at colleges soon. And she lives in Florida. So I think Chase U is the perfect spot for an Izzy to maybe replace her and join Chase U. What do you think? Anybody else? You can see a Dabakato in Chase U. Who do, who do you think in Chase U? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, kind of cool if Izzy was to go to Chase U. And, because um, wasn't Thea like... A part of Chase U before she actually turned 18 or something like She's that? She's been in the crowd, yeah. So, like, I don't know what Izzy's deal is, but she, like, randomly starts showing up in the crowd as part of Chase U as one of the students, and they could easily, like, hey, that's Izzy from, you know, way back in the day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started with her kind of, like, in the in the crowd or whatever. And then, you know, as soon as she turned 18, she she joined Chase U. So, yeah, I could see the same thing happening with her. But, um, yeah, bad girl Thea, you know, hail Hale's angel over here. Oh, uh, yeah. It looks like she's <laughs> slowly transforming into a different side. The one thing I will say... This is a little too close to me to um Julia Black in AEW because she started as a cheerleader as well. And then she turned to the dark side when she joined House of Black by putting on dark lipstick. And it's funny because they're both like around the same age and they both were like an AEW dark before they kind of like got a push. So I do, I will say that much. This is a little bit too close to the Julia Hart transformation. Hopefully she won't go like full goth. But um I do want to see uh, Thea Hale kind of be like the bad Thea here with the bad influence of uh, Jason yeah. I don't think uh, Thea has any Satanists to hang around. Like, uh... not that I know of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, not in NXT right now, not at this moment. Unless but... she gets involved with schisms, then that, then that could be a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like her taking her in a symbiote suit, man, turning real dark right now. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, did you receive your, your um, Spider-Man edition PS5? It's waiting for me. It's literally, I'm going to pick it up this week. It's already there and everything. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's there, ready to go. But I, I will have it hopefully uh, by the end of this week. Um, but yeah, it's like the game's not even out yet. So I'm not like in a rush to get it. I just know it's there and I pre-ordered it and it's not going anywhere. But nice. I, I will be getting that. But like, it's funny enough, my PS5 that I have now has been working perfectly fine, of course. That's how it always yeah, I've is. I've seen like, you online. Oh, I've seen yeah, you. There's, there's, there's been no <laughs> issues whatsoever right when I'm getting a new PS5. But I, but I will do the, uh, the upgrade. Thank oh, you for geez. asking. So jealous. We um we go to a Global Heritage Invitational match. This is in the Group B here as Nathan Frazier takes on Duke Hudson. Hudson coming off of getting two points on level up as he beat Akira Tozawa. And we see the metaphor in the porch all rocking like 
frozen white ice here oh, that yeah, um yeah. that Vic asked uh you know which one's Elsa here making all the frozen jokes but yeah uh, in the middle of a I'm guessing very hot weather in Florida they're they're deciding to uh ice it up what do you think of their their ice apparel I love how they changed the entire porch to be all white <laughs> even like the, the, the Tron the graphic with the metaphor was like iced out I'm like this is like hilarious it makes no sense what it's hilarious every week change it up because I'm loving it already <laughs> like it's it's the greatest thing going but yeah they up there all white dripping um i think um jakara had the, the white wrap around her head you know what i mean yeah. oh, no, no one's rocking like the big uh what do you call it the big like hat you wear in the winter time yeah, yeah was... no noem is i'm i'm team noem because he's he's bringing back the long sleeve with the shorts combo okay. you know what i mean you know and i'm a fan of that i'm a long fan of long sleeve shirts with the shorts and he he's a trendsetter man young drip guy in the building i, I, I like i like noem darman <laughs> The match itself starts with Frazier trying to take Hudson down with a headlock, but Hudson keeps escaping out and eventually hits him with a back body drop for a two count. Frazier knocks Hudson off the apron to the outside and hits him with a dive off the top rope. Back inside, Hudson stops Frazier with a urinagi. Hudson gets in his face before he starts whipping him into the corners and tries to raise his edge, but Frazier counters it with a hurricane rana, sending Hudson face first into the corner. Frazier follows this with a kick and the Phoenix Splash to get the pin and the quick win at 2 minutes and 49 seconds to score his first two points in the tournament, and they announced that Joe Coffey will take on Akira Tozawa on Level Up this Friday in another Group B match. Uh, short match here, but I- I'm definitely liking the pacing of these uh, Heritage matches with some of them being really short, and as we'll see later on, some of them not so short. Um, yeah. But I- I'm definitely enjoying the pace of these matches and the different styles that we see actually becoming one of my favorite things by nxt right now the heritage cup um invitational um really really good quick match uh duke hudson decided to be on his nido shit and rock the (laughs) t-shirt while he's wrestling yeah um loyalty to chase you he's gotta let people know that he's still part of chase you you know um but no, I, I like this format, man. I'm, I'm really digging these matches. I didn't think I was going to like this tournament because I'm kind of sick of tournaments and wrestling right now for this year. But this is different. This is something new. I'm digging, especially the next match. We'll, we'll get to that. But If you want more tournaments, there's one starting tonight on Dynamite. I don't know if you saw. There's a, the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator something something tournament is starting tonight. So don't worry. There's plenty of tournaments for you. Oh, God. We go backstage back to the Diamond Dojo where Hank Walker and Tank Ledger have joined in. And this is funny because they're talking about being a great tag team and that all they had to do was talk to each other. And they asked the Creed if they ever talked to each other. And Julius is like, with my brother? Have I ever talked to my brother? Yes, I've talked to my brother before. <laughs> um, they continue like, oh, well, we fought each other. Have you two ever fought before? It's like, yes, we're, we're brothers. We we fought enough. Uh, it's It was pretty funny here. Um, Bronco, Nima, and Lucy and Price walk in. And all you see is them two at first. And they're talking about how they're here. And they're not here to play games. And they want the titles also. But I guess, like, you didn't see him, but you heard his voice. But, like, the little, like, scrap dog in the background scripts just makes his way in. And it kind of reminds me of, like, the old, like, Looney Tunes cartoons where you have, like, the big gangsters and, like, the little guy kind of in the front. I think his name was Babyface Fencer was his name. Like, mm-hmm. the, in the, Yeah, so it's, like, to have him, like, show up, like, hey, guys. And he's just going full on with this whole, like, gang warfare thing. He's talking about being the leader of the gang and that they uh, they have more than a bond than any brothers they have here, any tag teams here. And the streets made them that way, and that's something that he can relate to. So yeah, the uh, the what would you call these guys? The the the, the scripts gang, the, the 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 scripts to the streets. Like they gotta come up with some sort of name with these three. It just rem- reminds you of some sort of Grand Theft Auto gang. Oh my god, are we still calling him scripts? It's that's a gang name, and you can't. You, how are you gonna be on those streets calling yourself Reggie? Come on, Reg. No, whoa, whoa, whoa! I know some tough guys named Reggie. Okay, you're right. I, I was gonna say that Reggie sounds way better than scripts as like this street name gimmick that we're going with. Yeah. Um. 
I'm not I'm not sure how we came to this point to put Reggie with these guys. I'm not sure what their intent is. Oh, I'm just gonna be patient. I'm just you, heard, be... you, you heard Booker Scripps Scripps is from the streets, man. He's got some... from the streets. Yeah. I mean, isn't he from Louisiana? I don't know what streets he's from, but he's from some streets. Everybody has right. streets, right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him his credit. He might he might just be that guy, but this is gonna take some time for me because these other two guys aren't really as developed as Scripps. Scripps he's even um, on the microphone. He he's not even that developed. But he's uh he's sorry he's from Memphis so Memphis definitely has some some hard streets so I will give Memphis him the first forty eight capital um so I give him that I'm not sure where they're going with this like we can keep saying he's from the streets and they're from the streets and we're taking from the streets yada 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 what does this have to do with wrestling and how do you make it like format to wrestling like I, I have no idea what these guys motivation is. No idea what Scripps' motivation is. Um, they just keep saying it from the streets, which is cool with me. Like, all right, we'll go win some matches. Then I'll believe that you guys are about business. I don't even do they even have a finish or anything? Like they have a name. Yeah, they don't have anything. They don't have a tag team name. They don't have really anything, honestly. I, I'm reading a little little bio on Reggie here. So he was born out of eight siblings in Memphis, Tennessee, but he was actually raised in St. Louis. He played football and basketball with a cir- with circus as a side hobby, but gave those up when at the age of 16, he joined a gang called the Crips from the 5000 GST, also known as the Geraldine Street Thugs. During his junior year in high school, one of his friends was shot to death by a member of a rival gang, Leland Bateman, that's a real name, is Bateman, to quit living a gang life and go back to focusing on his circus aspirations. So that's that's definitely like a that's like a, a rags to riches story like going that's from a the, gang to a circus like you know i don't really see that too often you know i think i said this before i know a lot of really really street dudes that can flip like acrobats right like a lot of them like i know a lot of guys who can go outside right now and you'll think they're on a trampoline but they're really street guys but for them for that to be like his path into that's crazy man that's that's really wild that's never it's always you hear like people going into like music or acting or sports or something like that never like yeah man we let them leave the streets to go join the circus like what they need to do like no offense to to bronco and uh, lucian but get rid of these guys right and bring in my boys the main event jay lion midas black they already got a circus gimmick right Put them with scripts, make them the circus thugs. Have no. like, you know what? Keep, keep, keep Bronco and Lucy, and they can be like the strong men in the background. But then you have your lion tamer, bring in a clown, bring in like one of the clowns from NWA or something. They got plenty of clowns there, and just do a whole circus thugs gimmick. And the whole thing is like circus. Oh um, Crazy Steve, bring him in from from TNA. He really got the menagerie circus thing. You can have. I'm telling you right now, circus thugs, circus Soleil, Basin Ryan has history. And I'm oh telling you, God. they can do a lot with the circus 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 thugs. Circus thugs. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a Ring, thing. It could be a Ring thing. Brother, Universal Circus Thugs. <laughs> the, the, the Universal Circus. The, the Ringling oh Brothers. Oh my yeah, god! You could do, do a lot. You could do a lot. I'm telling you, there's money, money on the table here um, for this the Circus Thugs. My new mixtape is called Circus Thugs. <laughs> circus Thugs. Yeah. Like, stop. Stop clowning around. You know, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with that for sure. Coming soon. BD Records. <laughs> we go to our following match here, Daba Kato versus Tyler Bate. This match is pretty quick and surprising to me. So Bate goes right after Kato before the bell even rings, gets on his back and tries to choke him out. 
Bait tries to lift Kato, but he fails right at this point as Kato knocks Bait down and puts him in the Cobra Clutch before tossing him around like a rag doll, starts stretching him out. Bait is able to use his speed, though, and get out of the way and tries to knock Kato off by bouncing off the ropes, but Kato stops him. Bait, Bait is then finally able to lift up Kato and spin him around in an airplane spin before dropping him. This is fantastic that he can do this to this Absolutely. big guy. We knew that Bait was strong, but this strong to pick up Daba Kato? Whoa. He goes to the top rope, hits his corkscrew senton to get the quick win at 2 minutes and 54 seconds. I was a little surprised by this, but I guess going into this global heritage, you need to keep Tyler Bate pretty strong and kind of like end this mini feud that kind of started out of nowhere between Bate and, and, and Kato. But like, yeah, where do you go now from to, for Daba Kato? He lost to Tyler Bate. It's like, I don't think he even needs to be on NXT, honestly. I feel like just put him on the main roster and put him with somebody. I feel like Daba Kato doesn't need to be, he's He's been in NXT for so long, brought back up, brought back down. I feel like he doesn't need to be here. Nothing to, to really do with him here. He's a tough book, though. Um, he's a He's a big guy, big, big guy. His work isn't like, you know, stand alone, be on his own type guy anyway. I would love to see him and Omos team up. Okay. Yeah. You know, both of the guys are limited. Those they're matches both, don't have to be very long. They're both from Nigeria, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's true. Why not? It's nothing. I can see him doing nothing else. I don't see anybody like taking him under their wing and um, managing him uh, as far as like NXT or main roster. So what else can you have him do besides join with the, um, with because MVP still with Omos, right? I'm mistaken. Well, Omos hasn't really been seen in a while, and MVP's kind of not been involved with this whole Lashley Street Profits thing, so I'm not sure right. what's going on with Omos. But yeah, that'd be a good way to reintroduce Omos and have Dabakato as his tag team partner and have MVP. You know, we talk about they need more tag teams like like AOP. Why not bring in Omos and Dabakato? Have a, a Omos Kato Moss. I don't know some stupid tag Kato team. Kato Moss. That's <laughs> but perfect. no, I think we got our big guys down in NXT like all settled without Dabakato. Um, not saying he has to go, but we got to find him something better to do in the feud with Tyler Bate and get worked in two minutes. <laughs> so yeah, we gotta we gotta find him something to do, man. I, I'm not sure. He, I'm I'm with the brother though, man. Why not take him take him to um, main roster and put him with Omos and give Omos something to do too? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We see Dominic Mysterio rocking his purple and black referee shirt, just walking around holding his title belt. He bumps into Carmelo Hayes and he's like, hey, it's hard being a champ. Am I right? And Melo looks at him like, uh, sure, something like that. Oh, and Dominic man. says, you'll find out who your opponent is next week for No Mercy, but I'm going to go pick, I mean, find out mine. And like his his like acting is like terribly, it's terrible, but I feel like it's like supposed to be terrible to the point where it works yeah um by him like messing up his lines like this but yeah dominic comp- continue to be dominic here as he heads to the ring but before he heads to the ring we see the women's locker room as lyra valkyria and roxanne perez are watching dominic and so they're tired of him being the north american champion they start talking about who might win in the following match and then kiana james walks in she's all pissed off from losing her match earlier she starts throwing everything around and roxanne tells kiana she needs to relax and she should be grateful for even getting an opportunity at the title and kiana says that yeah she took that opportunity from roxanne and she'll continue to do it again and again and again as roxanne just 
attacks her and the whole locker room tries to break them apart as it looks like we'll be getting a Roxanne versus uh, Kiana James match in the future. Mackenzie is with Baron Corbin and asks for his prediction in tonight's main event. Corbin says that they have something to prove to him tonight and the rest of the world and they need to go out there and get this win for each other. And he, but he doesn't care who wins because he'll be joining commentary and he'll just watch them destroy themselves as when the dust settles, we will, he will pick up the scraps. Kelly Kincaid tries to get a word from Tiffany Stratton, but she just brushes her off and tells her to get out of her face. And we go to the next match. We have Mustafa Ali versus Dragon Lee, where the winner faces Dominic Mysterio at No Mercy. And Dominic is the special guest referee. And as the match starts, like, they're all standing there. And Dominic just, like, like it, he, like, forgets to ring the bell, which is, like, I feel like he, like, it was, like, on per- like by accident. Like, but it just comedically was hilarious. The fact that he just kind of stood there and Vic is, like, is he going to ring the bell? And Dominic's, like, is it yeah? And he's, like, rings the bell. <laughs> reminds me of like starting a stream here and like not pressing the live broadcast so like, oh yeah i need to actually i mean could you imagine it. if somebody told you to be the, the um referee i don't think i would forget to ring the bell too just because i'm ready for the match to start i forget, oh i have to do that okay. yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's like nobody else is gonna do it like oh, that's my job yeah. <laughs> right. so he goes there and he rings the bell and they start the match trying to take each other down before ali bounces off the ropes and sends lee to the corner with a hurricane rana lee comes right back with a springboard into a kick for a two count they tussle on the ropes until Ali knocks Lee down and hits a clothesline for another two count. At this point, Lee sends Ali to the outside and dies onto him, onto the commentary table, almost knocking Booker T down. So he's definitely getting better and better at avoiding um, on how not to fall over here. But um, as Vic is asking him, like, how he's doing, Booker's like, what the hell? Like a real, like, high-pitched uh, uh, Booker hit that we usually don't hear. And yep. then Ali, like, does kind of like the rolling thunder off the commentary table and hits a clothesline to lee here which is pretty cool to see like him rolling off the commentary table we really don't see that too often yeah never. he sends lee back into the ring hits a tornado dut and gets a two count um and then throughout this match so far dominic is like legit being a referee here he's doing all his pin counts you know just just the right amount of time and everything so it's okay dominic has been a legit referee here um lee hit the german suplex for a two count here and then ali hits a jackhammer to lee like off the ropes he like bounces off the ropes and has a jackhammer which is a really cool move here for a two count Ali heads to the top rope, but Lee is able to get out of the way and hits a sit-out powerbomb for a two. And then Lee starts complaining to Dominic that it was a little bit too slow. And while all this is happening, Ali rolls up Lee. And Dominic makes a very quick three count here as Ali wins at five minutes and 19 seconds. As Dom goes to hold Ali's hand after, uh, Ali sees what Dominic did through the replay and kind of knocks him out with a punch here. But it looks like we'll be getting Ali versus Dominic and No Mercy. Um, are you surprised by this outcome? Or do you think it might change to a three-way? Or do you think this is going to be the actual match we get? I think it might be a three-way because um, I, I thought Dragon Lee was going to win this match anyway. Um, I think they were thought they were setting up Dragon Lee versus Dominic this whole time in the first place. Oh, like especially because last last week, um, Ali didn't call his shot until last week, and I thought it was leading toward Dragon Lee and Mysterio. But um, man, I love Dragon Lee, man. I, I love I love when he's on the screen. I love his entrance. Yeah, he's he, he was exciting to watch, but. Ali too. Ali is one of those guys I don't want to leave out because I think the triple threat will have will be a great match. They can really lead Dominic into having a like a really really good match. Um, these two guys are more than capable of putting on awesome things. Uh, like you said, that that rolling thunder off the ta- off the table was like what I didn't know what he was going for at that time, <laughs> but it, it landed great. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Triple threat sounds like the better match out of this. And I agree about Dragon Lee. Like, this whole time, like, everybody's like, who's going to be the next Rey Mysterio? And, like, you know, we had Sin Cara. Then we had another Sin Cara. And, like, nothing really, like, clicked. But I feel like Dragon Lee is definitely clicking. Uh, if they keep the same presentation, I feel like they might 
have to change his name possibly if he gets called up to the main roster. But other than that, I could definitely see him um, possibly being like the next person to kind of take that role that Rey Mysterio has. He kind of gave that look. Do you see like Dragon Lee not changing his name? I, I, I only know. say that only because he's had the same name in you know in, in Mexico this whole time. So I feel like WWE might not want that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and I don't know what you change his name to then <laughs> because it's, it's Dragon Lee. It's just how you know the guy. Um, and he wears a mask. How else do you know it's Dragon Lee? But True. Yeah, I hope I hope they don't change his name. I hope not. That was one of these things. I hope that's a Vince thing that does not happen anymore. Lewis Cannon. That should be his name. <laughs> we go backstage. We're gonna get that name over. <laughs> have to. Somebody if, if I'm telling you, if nobody uses that name, I'll change my name to Lewis Cannon at this point. <laughs> we we go backstage where Trick Williams is kind of just sitting there. I don't know what he's doing. He's like talking on the phone. And then Ia Dragonov comes in and says that he meant every word last week about Trick being more than just an entertainer. Trick appreciates this. But then Dragonov says to Trick, why would he lie to Carmelo about him being able to beat him? Talking about Dragonov. And Trick reiterates that if Dragon beats Wes next week, Melo will indeed beat Dragonov again and no mercy. Dragonov asks Trick if he's sure about this and said that he's barking nothing but the truth because after he beats Wesley, Trick can keep lying to his best friend or he can keep lying to himself. So uh, he's definitely trying to start some sort of dissension here between Trick and Mello. But like Mello, like, did he never go back and watch NXT? Did he not hear like what Trick actually felt about it? Because remember, like, he like walked off and Trick was like, "I believe you actually could beat him." We never got any follow up between uh, Carmelo and Trick on this show. So yeah, he's not rewatching the show. He's <laughs> absolutely not. He's got things to do. I, I wouldn't go back. I don't listen to my podcast, so why would somebody go back and watch the show? Especially the non wrestling stuff. It's like, why am I? I fast yeah, forward through right? this shit. I'm not yeah, watching no. this. Fuck that. See Charlie Dempsey, Drew Gulak, and Damon Kemp training in the back as Miles Bourne walks in. Gulak asks him, what he's doing here? Because remember last time we saw Bourne, we had um, Fallon Henley was trying to get him to help them out and they're to you know with uh, Briggs and Jensen. But guess who does go back and watch the show? Gulak, Dempsey, and Damon Kemp. Because they're Stones like, the game, baby. we saw you last week here hanging around with the cowboy buckaroo buddies, Briggs and Jensen. And Kemp said that they think that they weren't going to find out about it. And Dempsey says that Bourne went behind their backs. Bourne says, hey, I'm just looking for an opportunity. I just want to wrestle in NXT. But Gulak says, you're not ready to wrestle in NXT until I tell you that you are. But next week might be your only opportunity to make a good impression. And we better, you better make it count. And Bourne says that he will. So I guess next week we'll be getting some sort of six-man match. They, had, they didn't say who they're going to fight, but I guess it makes sense to have those three versus these three. And yeah. Dempsey, Gulak, and um, and Kemp against Briggs Jensen and Bourne. Or eventually that could be the match. But uh, I do like this little, little storyline they're doing here with Bourne. Um, you know, being like a young boy to these guys here in the uh, the Dempsey camp, but um, trying to prove himself. So I think he actually will. I've I've seen a little bit of a uh, of Born on Noah, but he definitely is impressive. So to have him on NXT on TV, I think will be a big moment for him, and I think he will definitely impress. Uh, we see footage from last week where Eddie Thorpe is pissed off about losing to Dijak and says that Dijak can't win without a little extra help. One week he loses the turnbuckle, last week he used the belt, and he isn't done with him. So it looks like this Dijak and Eddie Thorpe feud will continue. We continue with the Global Heritage Invitational. This is a Group A match as we have Butch versus Axiom, and they start right away trying to take each other down. And Vic Joseph says to everybody, don't worry that my candy is unharmed from before when Ali and Dragon Lee bumped into it, but he can't say the same might happen later when Vod Wagner and Braun Breaker take over. Butch and Axiom continue trying to keep each other down with pin attempts and submission attempts. Butch starts locking Axiom's legs and fingers together, but Axiom is able to escape, runs the ropes a little bit, but gets knocked down hard with a clothesline from Butch. Butch has a release suplex and drop kicks Axiom right to the apron where he uses the ropes to snap Axiom's finger, uh, his arm, before they go to break. When we come back, Butch is still working on Axiom with punches and slaps, but Axiom comes right back with his own, hits a drop pick, 
drop kick and a perfect plex for a two count. I feel like we don't see the perfect plex too much. When I was growing up, Mr. Perfect's perfect plex was like the perfect move for me. It's like no Devastating. Pretended, but it was yeah. it was like the greatest move. But I feel like you don't really see it too often. Like people don't really use it. Like not even like for a finisher for a transition. Um, it's like not really. It's kind of like a forgotten move. I feel like there's like so it's many a, other. It's a great little flexes. quick two count if you want. You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah, I would use absolutely. it. Absolutely. Butch starts mounting Axiom with punches and starts stomping his face in, but Axiom fights out. They go back and forth with submissions and pins attempts until Butch hits a snap German and stomps on Axiom fingers. Axiom comes back with kicks as we hear a time limit warning of two minutes left from Alicia Taylor here. So right when they say that, I'm like, okay, well, this is definitely going to go the, the limit because they don't just announce this stuff unless they want you to know it. Right. Butch is able to stop Axiom off the ropes with a kick to the face and a sit-out powerbomb for a two-count. Butch heads to the top rope and misses a moonsault. Axiom comes back and kicks Butch and hits the golden ratio, but Butch's arm is just under the bottom rope, so he's able to break up the count. Axiom tries a submission, but Butch gets out and hits the bitter end, and Axiom actually kicks out as the time limit expires at 12 minutes, but they both do get one point each as Axiom now has one point, and Butch stands at the top of the group A with three points, and the metaphor is celebrating here, I guess, for whatever reason. I don't know why they're celebrating. They still got points, but <laughs> Butch and Axiom showed us a little bit of respect here before Tyler Bay comes out and has a little bit of a stare down versus uh, with Butch. So I guess that's going to be the next match, but yeah, I thought this match was awesome. Um, the fact oh, that they man. went the full 12 minutes, like we said earlier how like I love the fast pacing and how the matches could end quick but they went the other way here and went the full 12 minutes which is not too long it's not 15 it's not 20 minutes it's a good number at 12 minutes and uh they definitely got all their shit in here and had a great 12 minute match and i like how at least one of the matches so far went that full time limit draw i kind of want butch to win a tournament now (laughs) for some reason it's like i don't either him or ask him to win this tournament because man (laughs) butch is so good man (laughs) like and then Um, last week you see him work a different style. Last week he kind of rushed it and he beat the brakes off Charlie Dempsey. This week he had to take his time with Axiom. He slowed it down a little bit, but a little bit more. He, he added a little bit more moves in there because Axiom is just all over the place, dude. He's Axiom is a stamina monster, dude. For real, <laughs> like he really is. Um, yeah, I think Butch should win this tournament and take that uh, heritage cup back to smackdown and party and drink out of it with the brawling brutes in the bar like that that'll be pretty dope and somehow that'll get noam dar over across to the main roster maybe maybe but yeah awesome match awesome match i wouldn't i couldn't think of any other two guys to go um draw with in this tournament than axiom and butch i agree with that um and i'm really looking forward to this butch um Tyler Bate match is going to happen because obviously these two have the, the connection with the British strong straw and everything. And they're definitely teasing something with the and stare down. Go, so that can go draw as well, because I mean, how many times these guys face each other? Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I can definitely see that happening. We go backstage and we see Von Wagner from earlier today and we see he's talking to somebody and he says, listen, I'm sorry about tonight. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. But ever since you came into my life, everything has changed for the better. The birds are chirping. The fans are cheering. And it makes me feel a certain type of way. Please understand the last thing I want to do is hurt you or make you feel bad about yourself. Life with you is so much more fun. And then we kind of pan out and we see the entire time Vaughn was talking to the commentary table. And he tells Mr. Stone that Breaker is going to get his ass table tonight. So classic Vaughn here in his Vaughn voice uh, talking to the table. So this is like the new thing here. I, I feel like Boba Ray definitely did the same thing with the Dudley boys. He definitely had like some some love for the wood. Uh, pause. Um, but uh, Vaughn is doing this thing now where he's talking to this table and um, yeah, having his love and admiration for it. What did you think of this um, this heartfelt promo to the table? I instantly knew what he was talking to when I see the promo started. I'm like, is he talking to the fucking table? I didn't think it was the announce table. 
but <laughs> that's, that's the table that he, he's been through many tables the one table that he truly loves that you know what all these tables that break in the ring they never come back but guess what the commentary table it always comes back you can put you it back it. together you know like um that's the best this, kind of love that you can put back together right made us, he made sure we knew that the table got put back together like last week or this week wasn't it yeah but yep. yeah um he was talking to the commentary table and um yeah it's an interesting take on uh, Vine, man. I like Vine. Uh, come Tuesday, somebody's getting tabled every week. Every week, we can. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see one week where Vaughn is on commentary, and the entire time they're talking about the match, Vaughn is just like sweet talking the table. He's like, "Hey, oh, how you doing? How you God. doing, baby? You yes. doing good?" You he's know, apologizing to it when it gets broken. You know, he's like, oh, did they hurt you? Is our relationship stable right now? Like, you know, like things like that. Just, <laughs> just have him talking to the, the table the entire oh, time. Oh, my God. Yes. yes let's do it. We go back to the Diamond Dojo. It's getting really crowded here as more tag teams are walking in. And uh, Tony and Stax are a little bit worried here, saying that, you know, all these teams could be a threat to them. And then it comes in Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, fresh off of their uh, their soap opera telenovela montage from last week. Fucking and they start talking about taking the, the tag team titles. Tony tells them, that threatening them is not a good look. And he tells them to claw their asses out of here and maybe they'll put more <laughs> scars on their back. And Angel gets really upset about this. How dare you make fun of our grandpa clawing us in our sleep? And he just knocks out Tony and all the tag teams start brawling here. Uh, as uh, Yeah, I expected more of a better de- like re-debut of Angel and um, and Umberto here. But yeah, this is their new... Um, with no, no signs of their claws on their chest. But um, this is the reintroduction of... Uh, the Not the Lost Lotharias. I don't know what they're going to call themselves now. But uh, Angel and Umberto kind of put themselves back in the tag team picture here. Super weird. Um, you cut that promo last week and have them have these dreams and get these scars to have them just walk up in a random tag team scrum with everybody else. Yeah. It, it, it made no sense. At least they could have like had another video explaining this tattoo. Oh, not the tattoo. I'm sorry. This the scar. Or it could be a tattoo. Dream. You never know. They could have turned it into a tattoo. I, they should have had another dream this week. <laughs> I'm I'm expecting dreams now. They they you can't do this and not have me expect dreams. Give me another dream or something because this that promo didn't help me re- didn't remind me of what happened last week. It kind of made fun of it. Kind of made fun of how silly it actually was because it kind of was silly and yeah. you wanted to be a little bit more serious. But I, I'm, hey, I'm I'm rocking with them guys. They, they their grandfather's haunting them from the dead. <laughs> Want them to be the tag champions, so they're going. He's going to keep leaving lashes over them. Um, they need to see comedian. That's what they need to do. Hey, you know who'd be the perfect person? Someone who's like hasn't been seen at all, not even on level up, uh, that is very familiar with dreams. That's a uh, one Wendy Chu. Maybe she could reintroduce her as some sort of dream expert. Hey, I you know I sleep all the time. I know all about dreams and have her kind of help them out a little bit because I feel bad for her. She's a great talent and she's gone through like the runner of gimmick. She was part of the whole Xia Lee thing that who knows what happened with that. And now she became, you know, sleepy Wendy Chu and yeah. She woke up and never seen her again. Um, but yeah, she made the th- video game though. At least she's DLC. I give her that. There we go. Um, this is the part where I expected like AOP to kind of show up because after hearing all the rumors of them being there, I'm like, oh, maybe this is a good way of reintroducing them. But I'm kind of happy that they didn't because I don't think I'd reintroduce them in a backstage segment. Have them maybe something coming out like a four way coming out of this match or something, or all these tag teams fighting, and then that's when you reintroduce AOP and kind of have them destroy the entire tag team division. But I, I feel like AOP is uh, imminent. You know what it is. AOP, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, all these people, they're waiting for the BDE to come back. They're like, hey, listen, we're not going to come back to NXT unless Brayden and Davey are talking about us. So that's the reason we're why we're holding on. We're just fine. Okay. You know, we're, we're cool. We've been watching good hair to cut matches, so they can have they can have a huge return. 
no offense. Braden hates yeah. the Heritage Cup, so we're we're taking the reins of of this tournament. I feel like take it right off his hands. Don't worry about it. We go to the next match: Gigi Dolan versus Thea Hale, who comes out with JC Chain, and Thea's trying to do like her chase you entrance here, and and JC's like, no, no, chill, chill, cut it out. She takes <laughs> she takes the megaphone and she just like Keep smashes it, cool. it. She smashes the megaphone down. She's like, yeah, I'm not gonna use this. They enter the ring, and Thea tries to go for her like chase you pose, and JC's like, no, 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 chill, chill. You gotta play it cool, like you know, like. When the girls in high school, they got to be cool. You can't be out there cheerleading and stuff. It's not, you got to be cool. You got to, you know, chill there with your leg against the locker and just, you know, look cool. So uh, <laughs> JC's trying to give uh, Thea some pointers here. Thea starts to match a little bit more vicious as well, going after Gigi's arm. But Gigi comes right back with a pin attempt and misses a drop kick on the ropes. Thea hits a suplex and goes after Gigi in the corner. Gigi kicks her way out and gets a two count. Thea puts on a Kimura lock on Gigi, but she's able to crawl over to the bottom rope and break it up. They go on the outside as Gigi sends Thea into the ring post. Gigi tosses G- uh, Thea back inside. All these names sound familiar. It's like too similar, man. Gigi, yeah. Thea, they got to stop with these like kitty sounding yeah, names. Man's nightmare right here. Yep. As Thea is back inside, JC gets on the apron and distracts the referee as Blair Davenport runs out and takes out Gigi, attacking her arm, tossing her back inside as Thea puts the Kimura lock right on and Gigi taps out right away at three minutes and 37 seconds. A quick match here, but I think it's more of like to establish this new attitude of Thea as well as, um, I, I know if Blair would be like aligning herself with JC and Thea, but they're definitely heading towards a Gigi versus Blair uh, feud coming out of this. But I do like this evolution of Thea and I hope every week she just keeps shedding more and more. She's still wearing the Chase U gear. So next week she has to come in like, the JC Jane gear, whatever that means, all black, you know, <laughs> lacy JC type of gear, like some sort of like evolution. Maybe dye her hair, get you know, get rid of the blonde or something. That that, that would be a pretty uh, pretty big change in Thea Hale. But I, I definitely want to see the evolution of Thea Hale. I want to see her come in looking like she's part of Raven's flock or some shit. You know, mm, like okay. dirty, dirty old nineties jeans. You know what I mean? Maybe a flannel tied around her waist. Something get this across, yeah. you know what I mean? No, yeah, JC J- tends to rock the flannel around her waist, so yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Old school, like 90s um, sitcom, um, I'm hanging with the bully now type shit. You know, remember when Stephanie Tanner started smoking cigarettes? Oh, yeah. And Full House, like yeah. around that, yo, that's what I want out of the angle right now. You know Show up mean? in a leather jacket, like like Tori and uh, on Say by the Bell. Like, yeah, yeah definitely have a, yeah, a drastic you know what look. I'm She's trying to smoke a cigarette, puts it out. It's like, I don't like these things. <laughs> like, you know, stuff like, like that. Like Dennis Rodman coming out with a cigar, kind of like that. Oh, that was, that was great. That was so- so Thea should come out rocking Crocs and a cigar and a Dennis Rodman Rosilla shirt. That should be her look. Next yeah, week. that's how you, that's how you portray a tough guy these days. With now. a tattoo oh. on her face and piercings. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Whole, no. The whole don't do <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We go back to the Diamond Dojo. It's a mess. Everything is destroyed. The Creeds are all like knocked out, but they're kind of like feeling good about it. They're saying, "Oh, Ivy comes in. I just I walked away to you know to get a drink. What happened? Like everything's destroyed here." And the Creeds are like. Don't worry. It feels good to be get back here. So I guess um, Diamond Mine likes all this brawling. This is exactly what their plan was to get all the tag teams all riled up against each other. We see Kalani Jordan and Lyra Valkyria in the back as Jordan is frustrated about her loss last week. But Lyra tells, it's okay. It's only your fourth match. You can't be down on yourself. Dana Brooke walks in and she's pissed off. She's asking Lyra, what the hell are you talking to her for? She's part of my team. We're a tag team. You're telling her things that she doesn't need to hear. Uh, Lyra says, don't worry. I'm not trying to break you up. Uh, and then Dana says, you know what? We can settle this problem in the ring. And Lyra's like, damn, that escalated pretty quickly. Uh, sure, I'll accept. And I guess they ha- have a match next week. So, um, yeah, Dana's very overprotective of her uh, her student here, Kalani Jordan. That's like a reoccurring uh, thing here in NXT is like all these like t- teachers being very um, 
overprotective other students. You have the the Dempsey camp with 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 uh, Drew Gulak. You have you know JC Jane and Thea Hale. You got the Crees and Ivy. It's an ongoing thing here. It's being overprotective of of your students here. And we have this as well with Dana and Kalani. I don't, I'm not sure who appointed Dana Brooke talent to coach, but God bless her. God. Yeah. I mean, the, the eventual thing is what Dana turns on Kalani and then Kalani kind of gets her revenge back and gets to win over the veteran. Hopefully Dana leaves NXT after that. I feel like she um she's serving her purpose now to put Kalani over. But after that, I don't think Dana really needs here. She deserves Dana's one of those people who who um who really escapes a lot. You know, I, I forget she's around. And then she pops yeah. up, you know, so more power to her, girl. Keep getting them checks. Good point. Good point. Um, we finally get comments from Tiffany after they've been trying to talk to her all night here, but she gives a couple comments herself and says that her career only began two years ago. And where was Becky two years in her career? She was a circus monkey. Hey, she could join the uh, the, cir- the circus thugs as well. She talks about how Becky's she was a flight attendant. Uh, and yeah, she might be main event Beck. And she might be a uh, you know uh, big time Beck. So she might be in the WrestleMania main event. But Tiffany is in the center of her own of the center of the universe in her own world. And she'll see you next Tuesday, bitch. Toodles. So Tiffany is is pissed off here. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much. You get calling... to use the the bitch card when you get to use well, the one bitch card in NXT. Well, not only that, but when you sneak in the see you next Tuesday, and everybody knows what see you next Tuesday means. So when you put the see you next Tuesday next to the bitch, and you toss in the toodles, Tiffany is mad bad that Becky is coming down to to take her spotlight. So uh, I like this little. Now, I like this little. Um, this attitude in Tiffany, her actually getting pissed off that Becky is, is coming down to her show to try to take her title. So I'm definitely looking forward to this match. And they run down the lineup for next week. We have Tiffany, Tiffany versus Becky in the main event for the women's championship. We have a couple of heritage cup matches here as Tyler Bate takes on Axiom and Nathan Frazier takes on Akira Tozawa, as well as Wesley versus Ia Dragunov in a number one contenders match. But we go into the main event here. No disqualification match. Von Wagner versus Braun Breaker with Baron Corbin on commentary. And right away, they go right by the commentary table. And Wagner sends Breaker right into Booker T's seat. But guess what? Booker T is smart. Is he got up. up, baby. He got he's, up. he's like, he's like, no hottie biscotti for me, man. I'm, I'm getting out of the way. You know, you know, no, what was the thing? Uh, no water. Uh, yeah, no, no bread, water, no bread, meat. just me. <laughs> he he should get a royalty check for the meat too. He's been talking about a lot of meat lately. So where is his shirt that says that? I, like, where is the Booker T? No water, no bread, just meat. Yeah, like, we got the Hobbs Mural meat shirt. I know AW puts a T-shirt out every fifteen minutes, but like they could have definitely put out a Booker T shirt for that as well. Don't worry, I'll write it up, send it to him. There we go. So Wagner starts cleaning the table off. He's already ready to put Braun through it, but they end up fighting on the other side of the ring. Uh, they start fighting over a chair as they go to picture in picture. And when we come back, the ring is filled with kendo sticks and chairs. Braun starts using the kendo sticks on Vaughn. Uh, Baron is complaining here about the fans. And Booker T says, yeah, I like that. Like, I don't know why Booker T all of a sudden is like against the fans here. But whatever. He's just trying to butter up Baron here. Braun hits Vaughn with a hard clothesline for a two count before using the kendo stick again. Vaughn comes back with a couple of big boots before Braun catches him with a sit-out powerbomb for a two. Braun follows down with a top row bulldog on top of Vaughn on top of the chair and puts him in a standard recliner while putting the Kendall stick in his in Vaughn's mouth. But Vaughn turns it around and starts using the Kendall in Braun's mouth. They start clubbing each other down until Braun hits a lung blower, but Vaughn sends Braun right into the steel chair that was wedged in the corner. Vaughn stops Braun from picking up the chair and destroys the Kendall stick on him, like destroys the Kendall stick into pieces, picks up a chair shot, a chair and keeps hitting shots on the back of Braun here and chokeslam him for a two count. They go outside again as Vaughn sends Breaker right through the NXT display that's on ringside. It's like the little 
I wouldn't even call it wood. It's I don't know what it is. It's just like paper. It's like a paper display that they always have there <laughs> that you never see unless somebody goes through it. So this is the time where they go through it. Um, Vaughn clears the table and power bonds Breaker right through it. They go back inside, but Braun escapes off of Vaughn's shoulders, hits a low blow, which is legal in a no DQ match, of course, and hits a spear and gets the pin at 13 minutes and 28 seconds. I'm actually a little surprised by this. I thought this was going to be the way to finally, finally write off Braun. I feel like we've had like so many attempts here. But Braun is able to get the win here. And it's not over because after the match, for whatever reason, Braun keeps attacking Bond. And then he puts his head in between the steel steps. And he picks up another steel step. And he's about to decapitate him. But before we could see him smash it, guess what? Somehow the cable went out. The screen goes black. But we still hear the sound of the impact from the steel steps. <laughs> I guess decapitating him. I guess Vaughn is dead. I don't know. Like We didn't get to see what happened because we lo- I lost my feet here. Did you lose your feet as well? Yeah, I lost my feet too. Vic oh. made sure we knew that that son of a bitch. <laughs> Jeez, what what are the chances that we lose power right before we see somebody um lose their head? But um, Vic yeah, was I guess... on one this whole match. I'm sorry to cut you off, but oh, Vic good. was on one this whole match, dude. I don't. He was really trying to get this across as a big horse uh, battle, but <laughs> I was more so laughing at Vic, like really losing his shit, like when when uh, Vaughn threw him through the display and. Um, because that that's just randomly there, like you said. That, that yeah, has, it's, just, it's never there. <laughs> I've never seen people use it. Like it's not like an entrance point or anything like that. It's not like helping the metaphor get to the podium or anything. But um, we could have knew something was going to happen. I thought someone's going to get speared through it, but um, getting tossed through it is fine. Um, the the table break, I thought that was the end of the match. Me too. You know, I thought that was going to be it. He finally put him through the table. He was talking about getting his ass table the entire. Two weeks they've been talking about this. Um, Braun with the spear to win confused me. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like he yeah, kind of like recovered. He, he recovered really fast after being put through a table. You would think he would be put through a table. You're not going to just get back up and low blow and uh, you know hit the spear for the win. But um, yeah, it was, I, it was I, a beautiful spear too. Yeah, the match was beautiful. great. I like I like the match. It's just a little confusing with the ending as well as the spot after. It's like, are you yeah. killing off Bond? Like, what's the point of this? Are we we can't get Bond in a, in a neck brace unless unless like. I was gonna say Roderick Strong might have left him a neck brace or something. I don't know. Like, what, what what's gonna come out of this? Like, are we never gonna see Bond again? Are we gonna see <laughs> Bond with a whole new attitude? Like, I don't I don't know what the point of this is. Um, I yeah. think they're they're hoping that this baby faces Vaughn even more. I okay. think that's the, the the feeling behind this because I think people still remember Vaughn as a heel, and yeah. they haven't really turned the corner on him on being a baby face. And I think him almost dying, getting his head chopped off. <laughs> Braun will babyface him even more. I, yeah, running out while while Braun's like killing someone, almost decapitating someone else, and Vaughn comes out as the big hero. Boom! There we go. That sets up your championship, or not championship match, but your pay per view match to hopefully get Braun to the main roster. Yeah. Um. Overall, I thought this was another great NXT. They've really been hitting it at the park the last couple of weeks, especially with these Heritage Cup matches, giving you a little oh, bit of all these different styles, all the summer wrestlers you haven't seen in a while. Um. I'm really looking forward to next week. Tozawa, he hasn't really been seen on NXT in a while, so I want, hope he like shows off in his match and people remember what kind of talent that he is. Um. The whole build with Tiffany and Becky's been great. Um. The match with Tiffany and Kiana was really good. Um, you have you know Mustafa Ali and Dragon Lee still kind of continuing the storyline with Dominic, um, Thea Hale having a transformation, and then obviously the main event with Braun and Vaughn, as well as them kind of hyping up the tag team division. You got all these reminding you all these tag teams that they have here, and uh, hopefully you never know some more tag teams can be finding their way into this division. But yeah, overall I give this a thumbs up to this episode. Definitely enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week to see Becky and, and uh, Tiffany there. I think we're gonna get a lot of um 
a lot of uh, viewers for that show. Obviously, I would have maybe Tiffany show up on Raw and maybe attack Becky to kind of hype that up before next week. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the show. Absolutely, I enjoyed it too. We've been lucky, Cena. We've got yeah. three good weeks in a row um, with the Heritage Cut Cup Invitational popping off. I, I kind of knew we was up for some good some good uh, NXT episodes. Um, this one didn't fail to compare to the last two. This is this is actually great too. Um, the main event was fun. Thea Hill's transformation into this bad girl is even better to watch. Axiom and Butch, if you haven't watched that, people watch it. Um, any other match that I would recommend? Dragon off Oral Mensa was pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really enjoyed this NXT. I, I can't really complain about it. Like I said, I'm I'm excited about the Heritage Cup every week. I can't wait to see Tozawa next week, even though I couldn't call his first match because he did it on level up. Did you happen to check that one out? I did. Yeah, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty quick match here. Um Tozawa kind of got his shit in, but it was mostly the showcase Hudson. He kind of hit the razor's edge um to get the win here. But uh, you can hear me talk about that match tomorrow on Shot in the Dark. So uh Ooh. quick little plug here as I did uh saw that see them. Actually, you know, and level up has actually been um uh, it was actually a really good episode yesterday. I, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but we had like Stevie Turner kind of making a return after being gone for a while. Then we also had a debut of uh, Rowley Osborne, who's like a, a UK talent that kind of like they're definitely putting the rocket behind them. Um, okay. So I definitely see a future in him for sure. But yeah, I'll also talk about those as well as the uh, Hudson Tozawa match. And next week as well, there'll be another match with um, Tozawa and uh, Joe Coffey, I think was taped for Level nice. Up. So definitely looking forward to that. I do like how they're kind of spreading the matches between both shows because you only have so much time before No Mercy. So you kind of have to do that. Nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, we have a super chat here from a Mr. Dickie Bird here sends 100 Australian dollars. I feel like that ah. is. Um, so I don't know what the conversion rate is, but thank you. We definitely appreciate that. He says props to the both of you for holding down the fort. What up though is one of my favorite shows, especially since I'm a basic white guy. My question, I thought to say, what is your favorite metaphor app? But it says, what is your favorite MetaQuest app? Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Cactus Chris Elliott. Yes. Shout out to uh, Chris Elliott, fellow BSK member, uh, having his birthday today. Happy um, birthday, favorite- Chris. Favorite MetaQuest app? You you start, B. What's your favorite app? Hmm. I would say the Saints and Sinners um, Walking, walking Dead game. game. Yeah. yeah. I still need to get that game. One of my favorite games. Other than that, I would like to say the Pro Era NFL is okay. actually one of my favorites, too. Yeah, but yeah, the Walking Dead game, you can endless fun with that. You can just walk around and kill zombies all you want to. Turn on some nice music and just, you know. Kill zombies and throw knives at them all day long. It's, it's it's great. It's great. So my son's been raving about this um Five Nights at Freddy's movie that's coming out next month. And I've never like really known about it. Like I understand what it's about. It's kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese gone wrong type of thing, but I never actually experienced. And then he yeah. mentioned that there's a VR version. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll play it. So I started playing it like before he came back. And this game scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. It's like <laughs> it's one of those games where like nothing is happening. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this game? And you're you're just you're looking at different cameras and you're like, okay, then okay, there's these, these animatronics that are standing there. I'm okay, sure, you leave, you go back, and you realize that one of them kind of moved, and you're like, oh, where did they move to? And then you start noticing that they're kind of coming closer to closer to you. It's the point where they just, I don't want to spoil it, but they just, like, scare the yeah. shit out of you. And uh, I'm kind of understanding this game a little bit. So I've been playing that, trying to familiarize myself with that. Um, but honestly, my favorite app is the big screen app where you can literally put yourself in any oh, setting, yeah. whether it be a movie theater, whether it be a school classroom. You can put yourself in the setting, and it looks like you're in there. And I just use that all the time to watch post wrestling on youtube to watch um i was watching a little bit of all out on there just to give you like the movie screen experience i think it's pretty cool you're just kind of relaxing and just you're in this virtual theater and you're just kind of enjoying everything and it looks so freaking real it looks like you're actually in it um nice. so 
I definitely I think I have a big screen. I have that in a virtual PC. So yeah, I tried yeah. the virtual PC one, but it doesn't always like seem to con- want to connect to my computer. I'm probably doing something wrong. Um, but I, I do like the, uh, the big screen app for sure. Yeah, it's nice. Nice. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you Thanks, for everybody Dickie. else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dickie bird says that he, this sounds like a good app for him. So he'll definitely check it out. We have some feedback here from the poison Rana Facebook group. If you're not a member yet, please join on facebook and we start with cameron here that says thank you for the content you guys have been brilliant hosts thank you cameron we'll have to check out your other stuff thank you tiffany versus kiana was quick and you could see a lots of improvement in both of them when we first saw them becky versus tiff is a great way to get more eyes on nxt and a big test for tiff ia makes every opponent look fantastic with his offense and selling do you think he's underrated because he's an nxt up there with the best in the world in my opinion i agree that's one of the reasons why i feel like you got to put the title on him to get more people to talk about him and then eventually he can kind of um get moved to the main roster after that but uh butcherous axiom was fantastic the north american title is definitely ending up a triple threat because sean loves his multi-man tag team picture for no mercy is interesting i have a feeling that aop will have some part in it really want to see them mix it up with the creeds Next week looks incredible. At least three-fourths of next week's matches are PLE standard matches. At the moment, NXT is the most consistent wrestling show on TV in terms of the booking as well as both genders. I agree. NXT has definitely been hitting it out of the Absolutely. park um, here with all their matches. And, yeah, next week looks great. Um, do you have the feedback, up, or you want me to continue here? Uh, if you continue. But uh, yeah. I did want to touch on a little bit what he said. Yeah, go ahead. I absolutely do agree that um... – Ilya is one of the best in the world, and he doesn't get that dude because of where he is. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree that. Um, if he was anywhere, if he was on a main roster, if he was on AEW, if he was on New Japan, everybody would be raving and ranting about these matches because he's he hasn't missed yet in like two years. So I know. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best in the world. I say top five. Yeah, it's unfortunate that NXT still has like this stink on it from the 2.0 to the point where like you'll recommend the match for NXT and people will legit not even want to check it out because it's NXT, you know? So yeah. having these same matches, once you, I'm saying right now, in a year's time, we have Dragon All versus Gunther main eventing, not main eventing, but being a match on one of these WWE main event PLEs, that's going to like be, they're probably going to run it back and get match of the year again, like they did like what, two years in a row during the pandemic. So I can definitely see that happening again. But, um, Dude, yeah, Dragon Off is great. Like, Dragon Off Gunther at Clash at the Castle. What? That would be great. That would be great. What? Honestly. Are you serious? Any, like even one of these like um these like uh shows they have like overseas, like whether it be India or Saudi Arabia, just put these two on there and have them freaking kill it. Like, but I even you don't even have to move Dragon Off to the main roster. Just have him on one of the shows just to showcase it. Exactly. Have him be one yeah. of the challengers for for Gunther. Have him cut a promo one week. And be like, hey, listen. You know, I was one of the few guys that actually was able to beat Drew Gunther when you were down at NXT or NXT UK. Let me get a shot and then kind of showcase him uh, in the IC picture. He can lose. This was fine. Dragon could definitely lose, but he'll still look very impressive to the point where it's like, oh, damn, I need to check more of this out. And maybe who knows? People will start watching NXT because of this guy. Who knows? We go to Muggin, who says the Heritage Invitational makes it easy for NXT to book matches every week. Butch versus Axiom was the match of the show. So far, each of the matches have been quick sprints, and I'm glad they got time to show off in a draw. I now have an excuse to watch Level Up. Word to shot in the dark. Thank you. I expected Ali and Dragon to be a shit show when Dom's screwing with them, but both men, but I enjoyed it when he played it straight up until the fast count. This is going to get corrected. Either way, Dom's days and NXT are numbered. I love Muggins' constant... Um, constant like just hate for all these heels here ah. Dragonov and mensa was really good reliably good thea's been running with the wrong crowd lately and may bite mm. her in the end braun breaker attempted murder just another tuesday and the man is coming around next week to snap tiffany stratton out of her balloon mind state 
word to De La Soul. I don't mind. <laughs> I would love like Davey Portman to read that and be like, what is De La Soul? Um, I don't think Becky's trip to Orlando isn't a one and done. I bet she'll stick around for No Mercy and maybe beyond it. Trish is out of the picture and Rhea is occupied. Fresh match matchups are on the table and she becomes champion. She can elevate somebody on her way out. The brand's revolving door policy is working in its favor. Next week looks loaded on paper and Wes and Dragunov is match of the year worthy. Um, yeah, I agree with that Becky stuff. Um, why not? Have her stay down there. Have her work a couple matches with a Roxanne. Have her work with a, you know, JC Jane. Who knows? Anybody there. Thea Hale. Have her work with these people yeah. and kind of elevate them a little bit. Because what is Becky doing so important? Nothing right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and she could be getting these uh, young girls over. And um, it's, it's going to make her look even better, too. So, yeah, why not? I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll be up for like a stationary stay in um, Miami for a couple of months or two. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? That's, that sounds so terrible. Hey, you wanted to stay in Miami for a couple of weeks? Ah, oh, sure. Uh, I guess. Yeah, you want why me not? to travel with Raw? Or you want me to stay <laughs> in Miami for a couple of weeks? Uh, and most of these people, most of them live in Florida anyway. So I feel like it's probably easier for them to just kind of stay there. Yeah, of course. Of course. We go to Fire Frank Sulo. Ultimate Babyface Vaughn is continuing to be the pleasant surprise of the summer. Nice physical house fight in the main event with Braun. Really like the way they cut to black to avoid showing the brutality of the step shot to heighten how bad it was in the streets of your mind. Tiff and Becky, Becky let's go. Dark Thea is going to be awesome. Though Chase you will need someone new to go against her. We did uh, kind of throw that around on who can possibly uh, replace her. Right. Butch and Axiom slapped. I would like to see it again. Tyler Bates showing just how strong a boy he is in a fun little versus big match. Metaphor cosplaying as Frozen, Dirty Don's purple referee shirt, and Booker going off on Vic being a suck up were some of the highlights for me. Next week looks like the NXT episode of the year. Thanks to B and John for holding it down for the last couple of weeks. BSK runs it runs this town. Thank you so much, Frank. We appreciate that. We go to, lastly, from Manny from Pacoima. Shout out to Manny from Pacoima. Every time he leaves feedback for John and Way, he's uh, always going off about all these other shows like uh, MLW and New Japan and all this. So I definitely appreciate someone uh, showing the same love that I do as we have uh, a little wardrobe change here with B Detroit. You got you to show it off. There we go. Showing off the BSK bucket hat that Fire Frank <laughs> gifted him in Detroit. Uh, yeah, if you want one of those, it's going to cost you a million dollars, man. This it's is BSK cost you, merch. Man, you know? I got my hat back here somewhere as well, as you can see there. Really it's been it. in the background this whole this whole time. You know what I mean? Make sure go. make sure I'm representing all the time. There we go. Gotta, gotta have gotta have a little Easter eggs here. But oh, Manny from Pokoma yeah. says, another another solid episode of NXT. Next week's card looks great as well. During the episode, Vic Joseph announced Tozawa versus Coffee in a group B match on NXT level up. The road to Bakerfield is heating up. Do you see Tiffany versus Becky two at No Mercy? And how do we get there? They've made it a very clear decision to always have Tiffany win clean aside from last night where she tried some heel tactics. Hopefully the rematch happens because that match is the main reason I might take the drive up to Bakersfield. Um, yeah, I could I could see that happening. Like maybe like Tiffany um screws her way to win into the, to the point where becky wants a rematch or even the other way around where becky wins the title holds her for a couple weeks and then maybe tiffany gets it back in no mercy i mean no mercy is like in what three weeks three i want to say yeah. so um yeah i can see that and that's a nice little three-week run for becky and having the rematch at um at the at the ple yeah i think that's what we were saying earlier when um we were booking that i think it's the exact same thing matter of fact um but yeah why not tiffany tiffany has to do something with that belt but if she loses to becky i mean it's a win-win regardless you know becky stays tiffany goes up tiffany stays becky comes down it's it's win-win 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. They did kind of the same thing for what was it Kevin Owens when he was feuding with Cena. He was still like NXT champion, but he was still yep. kind of doing both shows and whatnot. And look how that turned out for him, obviously. Um, so I can see the same thing for 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 Becky and Tiffany kind of using this as a way to elevate. And uh, Muggin threw in a little super chat here that says, "My hate for Dom means that he's doing his job well." And he also says that you look like Schoolboy Q. <laughs> Schoolboy Q bought the bucket hats back. I'm perfecting them. I'm gonna stay. Um, I'm gonna stay right here. But uh, thank you to all the super chats today, as well as the last three weeks that we hosted. Thank you for all anybody that tuned in live after the fact, listening to the podcast. Thanks for all the feedback, uh, and thank you mostly to um, obviously John and Way, but as well as Davey and Braden for letting us fill their seats here for three weeks. And uh, we miss you. The world misses you. Uh, we want the BDE back. Um, but thank you for for having us here um, to gracefully take this spot for three weeks or so. Uh, but yeah, you can hear more of us if you haven't heard what up though from last month. Take a listen, and we'll have a show in a couple of weeks. Uh, right after, I have, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I have not been watching Heels. I've been so much going on. I haven't watched Heels. I haven't watched the new Star Wars show, but I, I need to catch up. Trust me, I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to watch all the Heels. So by the time we do um, sh- um, What Up Though in about a week or so, I'll have all the episodes done for you. So, but, you mean so without any spoilers, without any spoilers, are you enjoying the season? First of all, I'm loving this season. Okay, good. You mean to tell me you didn't see the entire roster of Florida Dystopia come out? No. Ooh. I, you teased it. I definitely want to see it. Last episode I saw was the last one we talked about, which was episode three. I'm just going to say Magnus. But anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it was very, very um, impact heavy in the Florida Dystopia wrestling. But remember, they were using impact clips when they were showing yep. Florida Dystopia. So, but no, this season of Heels, if you aren't watching it, people, um, we do cover Heels on our podcast, What Up Though? The monthly podcast on the Poison Rana Network. Um, and if you aren't watching it, this stars show, I, I recommend it highly especially for this season it's a lot more wrestling there's a lot um more catered to the wrestling fan in this season so please please i i please i ask you to watch this show because if you watch it then we watch it and it pick up for another season we keep going at this wrestling content yeah, I'm going to try to squeeze in at least one episode before I got to pick up my son from school today. Um, but if you want more from us, like I said, we will have a new episode of um, What Up Dill sometime next week, I want to say, maybe a week after that. A uh, little busy month for me um, here. I got shot in the dark tomorrow. Um, I'm actually going to be off the next two weeks for Collision Course. Um, this weekend, I will be attending uh, Impact Wrestling is having a pay-per-view and the 1000 episode right here in my hometown. I can literally walk down the street and nice. go to them. Um, and it's going to be a pretty cool show. You have a lot of, um, speaking of TNA, you have a lot of TNA legends coming back. You got Gail Kim, you got the Team 3D, you got Awesome Kong, you got the beautiful people. So it should be a celebration. If anybody's in town, uh, definitely hit me up. I'll be there for both nights, Friday and Saturday. As uh, we'll, we'll definitely have Collision Course up, but um, we'll have a replacement in the next couple of weeks. And then the following week, um, Bruce Lowe will be filling in for me as i'll be in florida celebrating my parents 50th anniversary wedding anniversary oh, so take, take a little trip to take a little trip to fort lauderdale um maybe i'll check out some of the um the nxt uh you know locals over there i'll go get a haircut at the carmelo hayes barbershop i'll go have uh, some <laughs> some food at fresco's or whatever again i'll do a little, go in the parking little... lot do not go to the parking lot we, we want to have you back in you know for the next episodes of um shot in the dark do not go to the parking lot you don't want to get your head decapitated like von okay Thank you for that. Um, but um, yeah, check out our work. Like I said, on Post Wrestling as well as on Poison Rana. And uh, yeah, be Detroit. Any last words before we uh, we end this run of what up next? 
Uh, no, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you for the support, uh, the super chats, all the comments. Uh, Magan says I look, I look like Schoolboy Q. Uh, <laughs> no, but everybody's been great, man. It's, the feedback's been great. Everybody's been just helping us out with everything. Yeah, thank you for everybody. Thank you for the opportunity from Braden and uh, the post guys, too. Um, yeah, thank you, Sino, for holding down a fort with all your work that you do, man. You, you, I couldn't ask for a better partner, man. Thank you, man. And thank you for joining me on this, uh, giving everybody a little bit of taste of what they can hear more of on the Poison Runoff for What Up, though. Um, but that is it for myself. I'm Asino Evil, CNO EVIO on all social media. B Detroit is on Cool Gang, Big B. So make sure you follow him as well and uh, see what is next for us. And uh, we miss you, Brayden. We miss you, Davey. And we'll be hearing from you soon. But hey, if you want to hear a little bit more of them, they did put up a new episode of um, What's Next, talking about the January 29th, yep. 2014 edition. I think that's the right date. But yeah. um, they you know, pre-recorded some things before taking the trip. So if you definitely miss them, you can definitely go in right now and hear a little bit of them. And uh, I want to say Brayden and Jordan Goodman should be uh, doing a new episode of Detox. So be on the lookout for that as well in your podcast feed. That is it for us. Take care, guys, and have a good day. Can I can I give a yeah? Go ahead. Ahoy! <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. <laughs> 